Hello and good afternoon guys. Welcome to MK Convenience Brokerage on the Road Podcast. My name is Mohammed and I will be your host for today's podcast. Today's podcast I will be talking about how to open up a YouTube account and how to have a working channel which is in terms of monetization and start making money and everything. Now, obviously, if you're new to YouTube, I'm going to explain to you the basics, what you need to do in order to, you know, help you monetize your channel. What is the whole procedure for that? Um, what what else is required? What do you need? What do you only need? What type of channel do you want to do? The, the first question I usually tend to ask people, like, what type of channel do you want to do? I mean, obviously, if you're most people will be watching YouTube videos, as you can see, people have multiple multitudes type of videos you know they have videos on gaming they have videos on fashion they have videos on education they have videos on anything they could think of if you decided if this is what you want to do let's say if you decide you want to make a gaming channel or you decided if you want to make an educational channel whatever the case is if you decided what you want to do what type of channel you want to make that's great in order to you to do anything obviously YouTube now has stricter requirements before it wasn't like that obviously if you wanted to make a youtube channel the only thing you needed to do was just open up a channel start making videos and uploading it and that's it you were getting monetized by youtube and you were actually starting making money from ads and everything else it's changed the requirements for now for youtube is basically now you have to have a a thousand subscribers plus ten thousand hours watch time and obviously they might change it again depending on the situation the reason for the change is obviously a lot of people on YouTube were copying other people's video and uploading it on their channel, which was creating the uh, the creator, the original creator was creating less money since his videos was watched in another's channel and they were making money. So hence, because of those situations and others as well, they ended up making stricter rules for making a thousand subscribers and everything. So now that's the part of the requirement. So depending on what type of channel you want to make and everything. The first, obviously, you videos you're going to make is not going to be monetized, which means you won't be able to place any type of ads. You'll be able to upload your videos. People will watch it. Make sure you tell people to subscribe. As, as long as you have 1,000 subscribers, then you go from there. And they also need a 10,000-hour watch time as well. Making a video is not that hard. Now, for me, I tend to make educational videos. My videos are very simple. It's not vlogs. It's simple. I use a simple software. I upload, you know, my, I tend to explain that since, you know, it is a teaching perspective, what I do, I don't have to show my face. I tend to teach the material to the people that are interested in learning. And when I teach that, obviously, the, my audience is mostly from educational perspective. If you're going to be making a gaming channel, your audience is going to be mostly going on gaming channel. If you're going to be making a video on hunting or sportsman, your, your audience from majority will be from there. So keep in mind what type of audience you're trying to attract attention to. That's the type of channel you're going to be making. If you're trying to make pranks, you could do that as well. Obviously, in general perspective, if you want to do something in general as well, like, you know, like whatever it is, you could do that as well. But t- people tend to uh, concentrate on their field that they accelerate the most. That's how, that's how I see it. Now, some what type of people, a lot of people ask, once you create, 
Make sure one more thing I, sh I, I should forget to mention. If you're gonna make a channel, make sure you make a channel that's appealing, that's non, you know, that's appropriate. You don't want to make an inappropriate name that might get banned from there. Make sure if you do open or make a channel, make sure you use a logo that's yours, that's original. You don't want to use somebody else's logo that might be and in the future if your channel does succeed. You don't want to end up somebody to sue you for personally for using their logo and selling the name of the logo. That, that can happen as well. And it probably might happen in some cases. We don't know. But my always recommendation is make sure to use your own logo. Um... Once you obviously make sure the channel's name is appropriate, it's not obviously when you have, whenever you make a YouTube, uh, um, Google because Google and YouTube are one now. Before it was separated, but now they're all in one. So if you do end up making a, a YouTube channel, you're gonna make an account from Google. When you open up an account from Google, it's gonna tell you what type of name you want to make and everything. So that's gonna be from there. You, you'll, you'll basically see from step by step. They'll explain to you. Once you do that, then you're gonna be able to open up a YouTube channel from there as well. Make sure the channel you use again it should be appropriate. It should be a you could use a catchy phrase. Make sure the channel's name is not already taken. I mean, I think YouTube should tell you about that part that if the channel's name is taken or not. But keep that in mind. Whatever they give you, you're gonna go from there. So once you obviously open it up start uploading videos use a software that you tend to use whichever software you use if you're doing let's say um uh, uh if you're trying to do a fashion design let's say youtube tutorial the, obviously you have to show your face that's a little bit different if you're going to be doing that keep that in mind there is equipment you don't have to go crazy and buy equipment first always keep reasonable amount of you know use a reasonable amount of equipment like if you have a lighting fixture you could do everything there's a lot of tutorials on what to do and how to save money there is expensive equipment that people tend to use i for say say that if you're going to use something make sure you use something if you're just starting off make sure you use something like you know cheaper materials first like if you or you and you know improvise certain things so that this way you don't have to use a lot of money always tend to make sure you keep now obviously if your channel does succeed you start making money and everything then you could go a little bit more and start investing on better equipment better lighting equipment better cameras and so forth so but at the beginning you don't want to tend to uh, you know wait uh, take your money and put it somewhere that you know you think that you might be going you know you're using expensive equipment but you're not making any money from youtube keep that in mind like i said a couple of times before in this podcast you need a thousand subscribers and a ten thousand hour watch time and that is a lot of work now a lot of questions people ask tend to ask and i've seen it on youtube channel as well that how much money will about will i be making well this is how it works it depends on the amount of audience your your audience is watching the youtube channel now obviously again if you have a a, a thousand people let's say for say if they're watching the youtube channel right you uh, you know your 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 let's say they're watching daily on your channel um depending on how many people are have already don't have ad blocker on their youtube account and how many people are watching the ad and you know skipping and everything that makes a big factor so keep that in mind that also factors up so about roughly you might make about a hundred dollars per month about more or less it could be less could be more in order for you to get money from youtube you need to at least have a hundred dollars at least now for those people that are listening to this podcast if you're in the like say territories such as the united states canada united kingdom your monetization will be a little bit easier since you know they ask you for proof and everything but if you live somewhere in a third world country where you're trying to make a channel keep this in mind it'll be a little bit difficult the reason it is because you know you'll be making less money because you're you're not making uh, uh rupees or reals or anything else you're uh, you're not making dollars should i say you, you'll be making amount for that part over there 
So that's part I, I tend to explain to people on uh, on what what the what you what type of money you'll be making. If you're in the United States, you'll be making dollars. If you're in Canada, you'll be making Canadian Canadian money. If you're in the Kingdom, you'll be making pounds and everything. But if you're over in other countries, keep that in mind you'll be making that, not dollars. For some people, people intend to make a mistake on that part as well. Once you obviously videos, how many videos people tend to upload every week? It all depends on you. I mean, you could upload one videos a week, you could upload one videos a month, but be consistent. I say, let's say if you do have a fan followers that that follow your videos, uh, <coughs> that tend to watch your videos a lot, you want them to be consistent. You want them to know that okay, every Tuesdays and every Thursdays I upload videos. Now, again, it depends. Like for example, vlogs, this is a must. If you're if you're doing vlogs a lot, then you need to be consistent. That's a must at least. Because now your fans are going to be watching the vlogs and everything and you need and you know obviously you need a consistent amount of uh, amount of work. You see what I mean? If you have a consistent amount of work, then it's going to go through. But if you do not have a consistent amount of work, people are not going to know. So you do have to need a certain thing. Like for example, every Tuesdays and Fridays, you're going to be having let's say you'll be having, you know, um videos uploaded on your vlog so the fans will know that this person every Tuesday at this time at this date is uploading something so they'll be expecting that YouTube is one of the best places for you to explore your talents I I highly recommend YouTube there's other places as well which I'll talk about in another podcast what you could do uh, but for social media purposes YouTube is the best platform um, you could use Facebook to, to let people know that this is a YouTube channel you could use WhatsApp you could use uh, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, Twitter, all these places are helping you improvise your other channels. You could use those to improvise. Facebook already has a certain thing where uh, there's a certain like a format you have to download and you can do all your YouTube videos on, on, YouTube, on YouTube will be linked on your Facebook account and you can tell people. Like Facebook is also amount of followers you can do as well. But that's another another topic that I'll talk about in the future. But YouTube, you could do that as well. You could basically try to, uh, you know, uh, go from there and see what well, like what happens um, tell your friends and family members uh, but your your target is not to uh, get all your people that you know try to get people that you don't know as well you want to attract a large amount of audience obviously the people that you know they watch it but you want more of an audience to make more money obviously so keep that in mind the larger the audience you have the better it is otherwise it's a simple thing the software in YouTube is very easy for those people that uh, you know that want to add annex cards and anything like that youtube has that uh, thing you can actually ask uh, you know poll questions as well youtube has that format now as well and when you upload a channel when you upload a question we actually now they actually end up helping the the youtuber now you can maybe basically you know uh, question yourself that like if you have any type of graphic uh, like let's say for example if you end up uploading something that's very bloody youtube will technically uh, ask you this question like, does this contact has sexual contact does this contact have uh, you know any graphic in anything so basically rather than the computer noticing what you have you actually rate yourself and if you do have it it depends on the monetization it might limit your monetization to that certain amount of audience because now and not everyone could see it so keep that in mind as well so if you are doing something that's very bloody and this very gruesome or whatever the case
cases. Uh, it'll, it'll be like, you know how we watch a movie rated R, 18 years or more? It's basically going to get the same rating when you do that as well. But what's that going to do is you're going to limit your audience. Because let's say, for example, if, you're, if, you're, uh, if you made a YouTube account that you're 18 or less, you will not be able to view it. Or if you're just watching a regular YouTube account that's not logged in, and you won't be able to view it because it's going to tell you to sign in. And now that person that's less than a minor won't be able to sign in since they don't have that format to upload, you know, go inside and everything. So keep that in mind. That's very, very important. Um, with that being said, I think I covered everything with YouTube. Um, as, as I said, again, it's very simple to guys to, you know, make a YouTube account. And it's very simple to set up a channel. The only thing you have to do is think about it. What's, what do you love the most? It's an excellent thing to make money on the side. I mean, you're not going to be making like $1,000 or anything like that. Obviously, if your channel becomes successful, I hope you do. But... Uh, in reality speaking for a new youtuber you're not gonna be making a thousand you're probably gonna be making about approximately once you hit your thousand subscribers and your 10,000 hour watch time you'll probably be making at least a hundred dollars at least more or less in a month i'm not gonna say anything more than that because depending on how much views you get how much people are watching it it goes from there but at least approximation at least a hundred dollars once you have those steady people watching your youtube channel and everything then you do what you have to do then uh, if you oh, those people that want to know you can make multiple channels yes you can you can make one channel on hair salon the other channel could be on on whatever you think is related like cutting hair and everything so whatever it is you could do make multiple channels as well now keep in mind if you make multiple channels be consistent with both channels that's all I have to say. But it, everything that I say, always check it up with, with them first and see what they tend to say. What type of questions they're going to be asking, how everything is going to be. So keep in mind that that's a little bit different when you end up, uh, you know, opening up, an, uh, opening up a YouTube channel. You're always better off to ask. YouTube does have a YouTube Creator Academy. For those of you that don't know what that is, it's in a Creator Academy where they teach you about YouTube. You know, if you want to make your music uh, channels, you would dig this and that. They, they give you a lot of good insights. Uh, so if you tend to, before you open up a YouTube uh, account, try to study from the Creator Academy. Go from there. See the questions, you know, like uh, topics that might be related to you. And see how it is. And, you know, that helps out from there as well. Because they give you a lot of insights as well. Um, with that being said, that's about it. Thank you again, guys, for listening to this podcast. I hopefully you guys enjoyed it. If you guys have any other questions, comment, concern, please comment, like, subscribe. I'll try my best to help you as much as channel, as much as possible, should I say. Um, again, if you guys have any question at all, please don't hesitate to ask. I'm I'm here. I'll try my best. If if I'm delayed a little bit, I will always tend to ask any any type of question. And obviously, if I don't know, I'm gonna say I don't know. That's, I'm, I'm that type of person. I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, 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 I know something. They give you the wrong answer. If I don't know, I don't know. That's how I am. But again, follow my channel on YouTube, MK Communities Brokerage. I do have a lot of insights of other type of informational. So if you guys tend to watch my channel and then you end up following it, please follow me as well. I, I tend to help a lot a lot of people on terms of other, other perspectives as well. Thank you again, guys, for listening to my podcast. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Hello and good afternoon, guys. Welcome to MK Community's Brokerage On The Road Podcast. My name is Muhammad, and I will be your host for today's podcast. Now, today's podcast will be a little bit different. Again, will be a little bit unique, as you can see. My podcast is always about different topics. I talk about multiple issues. I talk about getting a license and how to get this done, how to get that done. What's the course of action to take if something does happen? So obviously, I talk about multiple diverse things. 
Today's topic that I'm about to talk about is how to open your own bodega slash newsstand slash grocery store. Now, keep in mind, people might call one thing a little bit different. So I'm going to explain to you exactly what type of license you need, what type of business you might want to open and what type of clerk you want to become or a manager, should I say. Now, the first thing first, I always ask people, are you really interested in opening up a bodega or a newsstand? Now, as you can know, opening up a newsstand bodega is a lot of work. It's not something that you could do in one, two, and three. It does take a lot of, lot of uh, responsibilities to, you know, have a stable, you know, grocery store. When you open up a store, you need to learn what type of items you want to have, what type of things you want to sell. You're not going to open up a store not knowing that this might sell and, you know, and it doesn't sell and you get stuck with it. You need to open up, you need to know exactly what type of neighborhood you're going to be in, what type of people you're going to be dealing with and how, and what will likely be the chance that one product might sell faster than the other. So keep that in mind. That's very, very, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? That's very, very, you know, interesting points to notice before you open up a store. Now I have about approximately about 15 years of experience working in a grocery store in, in you know environment. I did actually, should I say, I had approximately 15 years of experience. So I know how the business works. I know how it is. So keep that in mind. This is very important that as a previous owner or manager as well, that I know how these things work. Now, obviously you decided that, you know what, this is it. I'm going to do it. All right. Now decide what neighborhood you're going to be. Now that's very important as well. People are different according to neighborhoods. For example, if you go to a Desi community, which is like, you know, like for Pakistan, people from Pakistan, India, Bangladesh, um, most likely you'll be selling products for Desi countries, like products from Pakistan, like rice, pack pot from India, such as, you know, like, uh, other stuff like products like you know spices and everything Bangladesh will be selling products differently over there as well so as you can see whichever neighborhood you're in you will be going according to what type of products they're selling because obviously you're in that neighborhood now I'm not general products are also can be sold as well for example everyone's gonna be buying dish dishwashing soap that's gonna be a general product especially in the United States it's gonna be the same. People are gonna be buying that. They're not gonna look which country it's from, but they're gonna look at which is a better quality, which is cheaper. That also goes into effect as well. So keep that in mind. That also makes into a big factor when you're buying products as well. So again, which type of neighborhood you're in, it all depends on what type of products you will be selling. Now, going back on this, when you will be selling the product over here, So it's very important right now that how these things work. Now, licenses requirement. We talked about a little bit about the products, right? Um, I will go a little bit more in depth on this, but I want to explain to you getting the license part. Now, first thing first, you're gonna have a place of business location. Well, that's common sense. You need a place of location to open up a business. You're gonna have, you know, one, two, three, anywhere street. That's your place of location. Now you need to apply for the licenses. What type of licenses are you looking for? Well, you need a general consumer fair license to sell liquor, to sell cigarettes, and general products as well. These are the three main licenses. Obviously, you also need your business ID number, the EIN number, and so, so forth. That's different. 
but these are the three main things in order to start selling stuff on the business usually what we'll, we'll people will what they'll do is they'll apply for the general license and they'll wait for the signatures and everything else and which is which automatically will take time but these are the general license that they like to end up applying for so that they don't have to deal with this anything like that so we will get out of the way so keep in mind that's very very important so again if you're selling if you're trying to sell uh you know this type of license so keep in mind uh these are these are the license that you might need now it takes time especially during right now since you know with all this pandemic going on it's going to take some time to get the licenses before it was a little bit different now since you know they have this uh, capability that you can't have certain amount of people in the household and this and that so that's very important as well so you also have to keep in mind that you know it's gonna take some time but obviously for the other licenses such as, such as the general vendor's license where you can start selling products that you could start doing it that's never an issue that's never a problem so keep in mind with that part now other items once you get these licenses and everything you have to go to a broker these are something that, or you have to either apply yourself, you go through a broker. Usually with a broker, it's much faster since they have already done it with how to apply these licenses. But if you do it yourself, you don't want to make a mistake and delay the process. But I always tell people, listen, do it yourself. But if you feel like you might want to make a mistake, you might do something that might, uh, you know, go back on your record, then go through a broker. Be more comfortable. Whatever you're most comfortable with, even you might have to pay a little bit more money, do something that you're most comfortable with. If you're comfortable with a broker, go with a broker. If you're comfortable doing yourself, do it yourself. Don't change your habit you're most comfortable in. You know, like you don't wanna, you don't wanna do something that you you know might regret in the end of the day. So do everything yourself. Yes, if you do it yourself, you're gonna save money. That's guaranteed. But if you go through a broker, you're gonna be paying the money. Of course, that's common sense. You will pay the money for the services. But keep that in mind. When if they do it, and obviously if they, they're the one that's been doing it a lot. They will obviously help you out with situations, whatever, whatever you want to apply. So keep in mind, that's very, very important once they apply for you and everything. That's one of the things that I wanted to explain to you guys before anything. You know, obviously, I, I care about my people that listen to the podcast and I want to do whatever I can to help them out and everything. So keep in mind, these are the licenses, these are the requirements that you want to uh, obviously apply before anything. Um, otherwise, these are some of the things that you need uh, in addition to whatever you want to sell. If you want to sell Metro cards, that's up to you. Uh, if you want to sell, uh, you know, like the candy products, uh, well, should I say phone cards? Should I say it's up to you? It's pick and choose. Whatever you want to sell, it's completely up to you. You don't have to be bound by a regular grocery store issues, but you could do whatever you want you feel like you're most comfortable with. And that does help out a lot. Now, Again, I would have, if I'm opening my grocery store, I will have everything. I will have, uh, you know, if I'm going to open up a store that's such as in a, in a Desi community, I know beer is not going to sell over there. So I wouldn't have a beer over there, but I will have everything else. I'll probably have uh, candies. Now, if you're a type of person that don't want to sell beer, cigars, and lotto, that's up to you as well. You don't have to sell that's up to you completely. You don't want to apply for the beer license. You don't have to get a beer license. You don't want cigarettes. You don't have to get cigarettes. You don't want lotto. You don't have to get lotto in your place of business. That's completely up to you. Whatever you decide you want to have, you're in control. Then obviously do what you have to do. If you want to sell Metro cards in your store, the MTA passes, you can. 
If you want to sell phone cards, you can. If you want to make your store into a, a Western Union house as well, where people could you know, pay money to send country out of state, you can do that as well. That's completely up to you. You want to have, in addition to all these things, you want to make your grocery store into a UPS assets point, guess what, you can. It's up to you completely. No one's going to tell you otherwise. And it's how simple it is. As you can see, it's not that difficult. Um, now, obviously, you do have to follow the checklist for the rules of the grocery store as well. If you go to a DCA website, they tell you exactly what type of things you need to follow. Meaning that they'll tell you exactly, you know, all these things that you need to follow the checklist because your store will be inspected by inspectors for the Department of Consumer Affairs. Now, they are, depending on what type of person they get, you might get someone that's really, really strict that checks every boxes. Or you might get somebody that doesn't really get, get that much strict, but he will still look into the facts. So keep in mind with those parts that they can. They can also give you a fine. They can also give you a summons. They also send undercover police works as well to come to grocery store to see if you might sell, uh, you know, illegal cigarettes or beer or anything like that. With that being said, that's about it. Thank you again, guys, for watch. Uh, should I say listen to this podcast? Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. Um, if you guys have any other questions, comment, concern about the application or anything else, please comment, like, subscribe. I'll try my best to help you as much as possible to clarify any confusion you guys have. By the way, before I forgot, one more last thing should I also say. With the licenses application, you also need to register your business as well. You could register your business to go into your, your local county clerk office and use a business name that you might think somebody not has taken. Don't already print out cars and everything like that before you open up your business you need to have some type of uh you know like a uh, name of the business before you do anything like that you don't want to have cards or anything else printed out with a name that's not approved or maybe somebody else has it so keep it in that's very important thank you again guys for watching this video or should i say listen to this podcast and hopefully you guys enjoyed it